Bluff City Annual is official partner of Coaching for Literacy, a nonprofit organization using the power of sports to impact childhood literacy. You can read more about them at coachingforliteracy.org or follow them on social media at Coaching for Literacy. Your donations to Bluff City Annual are 100% tax deductible because of our partnership together. So we thank you for supporting Memphis Tiger student athletes and helping promote the monumental cause of childhood literacy. Welcome to Tigers Untapped, a Bluff City Media podcast. Stepping up to the microphone are your hosts, TJ Willis and Trey Leslie. Pull up your chair, grab your favorite brew, and enjoy the conversation. Now, let's get to the show. Bounce, go wild, TJ. Can you hear this? No, I cannot hear that at all, actually. Really? No, is it coming in your headphones? No. Can you sing it for me? I can't hear it. We are the champions. No time for cougars, because we are the champions of the American Conference tournament i also need to adjust this really quickly (laughs) boom it's like i'm on the podium with the boys look at that trophy it's good dude how freaking good does it feel man what a revenge tour we're freaking champions in honor of bringing that trophy home tj tell the beautiful listeners what we're drinking tonight Tonight we have none of soul and spirits. Bring it home. Cause we brought that junk home. home. This is our first, not familiar. Uh, our first soul and spirits, isn't it? Yeah. I was supposed to say if you're not familiar, soul and spirits is kind of a newer brewery here in Memphis. And uh we're gonna give it a go and just see what it's going on. So it's like it says uh produced for Kings and Queens. I think uh, you champions are kings, right? <laughs> we are the kings of the American. Mm. That's for damn sure. The stashes mm. live to see another week. Mm. You're not lying. Wow. Feel free to join in us. Uh, Mustache madness. I bought these earlier mm. today and I threw them in the freezer. You know, my wife delivered yours to you. She did. I have a a beer frosty right now. I mean, this is a beer icy. It is frozen. It's definitely chilly. I'll give you that. It, it, they have kept it cold. She, that's, she did that quite well. That's a first uh, on the program. All right. TJ, let's jump into it. Three games in three days. You started off Friday night. You got uh, revenge one out of the way UCF um solid first half you're up 10 at half you end up winning the game by five um they mount a little bit of a comeback there but overall you did what you had to do advanced to Saturday 
really probably felt like he should have beat UCF three times this year. But, uh, hey, sending them out with two losses the last two times you played, get on out to the Big 12 ain't such a bad thing. Yeah, that was a wild one, too. Way different than the first time we played them, than that double overtime game. Uh, DeAndre and Kendrick just going bananas. I forget what the stat was. It was like the first time they I mean, in conference played. Two dudes going for 30. That was uh, nuts. Bananas. I think they said it was the first time since the 70s, I want to say, that two Tigers had gone for 30 in the same game. Uh but for real, I mean, absolutely wild second half. They scored 38 of 41 points that we scored in the second half. That is unbelievable. It almost felt surreal at times. It almost felt like it was like too good to be true. That the two your two best players were going crazy. And it's like, okay, somebody else is gonna have one to of them's gonna start eventually. missing shots. Yeah. Or something, right? Like DeAndre's gonna get in foul trouble. Somebody has got to score. No, they just kept kept on, kept on. I you mean, know, my, absolutely my... wild video game. Like for two of I mean, we've seen one dude go off like that, but for both of them to be just what they call it, kill mode. Yeah. Yeah, both of them into kill mode. 35 from DeAndre and 33 from Katie. 68 of your 81 points. You know, my rule is typically shoot 50% from three and you'll win the game. I think 47% will work on 19 we'll attempts. Round, I think we'll that round, will be sufficient. We'll round up. We will round up to that. The stat the stands of, firm. The two of them, nine of 13 from three. DeAndre, you got to let that thing fly more. I think he he's shooting like 43% from three. Just let yep. it fly. Here. 42 recently he's definitely found that shot it kind of went away for a bit but it's back now it's so slow but it goes in even his little step back where a lot of time Mm -hmm. i'm like okay drano it doesn't even hit rim it's just straight through the net he launches he shoots it like i mean moon balls he's way back here yeah it's kind of unblockable even if it is slow I mean, it, it looks like us shooting on that nerf hoop at the uh (laughs) the bachelor party the other day before the Nuggets. Um, so you get your revenge Friday. Good the good thing about we talked about being the two seed you played earlier. So Tulane uh had to play the late game and then Saturday, I mean the ultimate revenge game. You wanted, I mean, right. this was the one that I wanted the most. You felt like going in the tournament, even if you did probably maybe lose a close one to UCF, you're still in. Obviously, your seating's probably affected. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But, uh, I mean, just an absolute – it should have been a mercy rule, to be honest with you. We gave those fools a 40-piece. They want fries with that? A 40-burger on your head. I mean, that is exactly what I wanted to see with us playing them again. You know what's bad about that is we literally beat them so bad they were eliminated from the NIT. And I don't know that to be true. They should be eliminated. It's not. From basketball, yeah, you just lost by forty points, and I mean, we had Connor Glennon dropping dimes on you. He had as many assists as Cook and Forbes combined. In what a minute and a half? 
I mean, freaking Ian Granja draining threes from the wing in front of the bench. The whole team was, was locked game. in. They knew it. KD said something about it post game. Said, uh, you know, he mentioned when they were here. I want to say it was Forbes. One of them turned whatever early in the game. Those two technicals. One of them turned and said something to Penny. That just doesn't fly, man. I mean, ideally you win the game at home to take care of that, but hey, sure. I will take the two losses for this forty point beat down. I mean, we we hadn't beaten anybody by more than nineteen all year. And what that was like Alabama State, a forty burger. I think so, yeah. Goodness gracious. Hey, and it felt like it could have been more, honestly. You're, you're oh yeah. I mean, we could have it could have been a fifty berg. I don't know. I mean, we've only talked about the first two games, but Kendrick and DeAndre have been incredible the entire tournament time. Um, Again, 30 points each, 20 points each. Just, I mean, I don't remember what Kimba's number was. I think he played in more games in the conference tournament, but I'd be curious to know if Kendrick's close. You mean from just total point scoring through the tournament? Yeah, total point. Well, he did did set... at least the American record. I want to say, is it 83 through the three games combined? Um, yeah, I think Kimbo at least played four. That Big East tournament. It, or, wasn't it the it Big may East? have been more. Yeah. But um, I think on an on average perspective, but I'd be curious to know how close it was. We'll to, I, he went on a tear. We'll probably talk about this a little bit later too, but are we about to get a, a Kendrick... Kimba version in the NCAA tournament. I mean, we already got a little bit in the American. Is he going to? He gonna, we going to ride this Kendrick wave? I mean, Kendrick and DeAndre shoot. DeAndre had a double double every game. Yeah, Kendrick's never played in the tournament, so I, I no one knows what to expect from tournament Kendrick. Right? Hey, it's kind of like I a new version this, of him. The kid shines in the spotlight. Definitely, definitely. There's that. Uh, that statistic out there about best performers in quad one games. Now we didn't play a ton of quad one games, but he was averaging like 30 points a game against quad one opponents. It's like 10 more than the next closest guy. I mean, he steps up in the spotlight. We saw it all weekend long. Uh, but Hey, your 50% from three rule was almost in effect again, 43%, 13 out of 33s against the, uh, the green wave on Saturday. Maybe the real number is 40, and I just say 50 for padding, right? It might be. You can might you can might bring it down to 40 and get away. With I think it. it also depends on the attempts, right? Like uh what was the attempts on that? Only 12. Uh eh, that's kind of pushing it. What for Houston? Yeah. Yeah, they weren't uh but hey, you did what you needed to do. So anyway, beat down, absolute beat down, sucker. Of Tulane, Forty Berg, which sets up what everybody was looking forward to—the rematch from a week ago with the Cougars for a trophy. Something we haven't done since mm. joining the American. Been ten years since we won a conference tournament. Uh, we've made a couple conference finals. Made it last year. Made it. Uh, did we make it with Tubby against Cincy? Wasn't that in the conference finals? I think so. I think that's actually right. You were up. I think you were up ten at half too in that game. 
Yeah, because mm -hmm. people were worried he's about to keep his job if he got the auto qualifier. But man, what a wild statement! Absolutely setting up the scene. Uh, you're like second to last, if not the last game before the selection show starts. And dude, I'm going to be honest with you. It felt like we were about to do to them what we had done to Tulane the day before. Kendrick hits those back-to-back -back threes. You go up 20. You're up 40. to. You know what it really felt like? And our, our buddy Jonathan and I were talking about this yesterday. It really felt like the 08 tournament run. That Elite Eight, Sweet 16, Texas, Michigan, where you're up 50 to 30. Like if 50 to just 20. I mean, it people. felt like, I mean, they were just locked in and about to be running everybody out of the gym. It uh that was a wild one just because of how much you were up at halftime against a good team. You know, granted, we know they didn't have Sasser, but I don't think that should matter. Walker's good, uh, Shed's good. I mean, the whole team is good. Everyone is good on that team, no matter what. They're well disciplined, they play well, they make smart plays, and to just you found a way to kind of stomp them, really, until uh the second half, things kind of started falling off the cart. And, yeah, it uh, got a uh got a little dicey there. Got a little shaky about midway through the second, but uh, yeah, I mean, you got 31 out of KD again, three to six from three, 10 to 21 from the field, 100% from the free throw line. Uh, another big game out of DeAndre, 16 and 13, so another double double. Um, I mean, you just got Elijah had a good game, four or six from the field. Uh, Alex. A great game, four or five. Had that NBA three, where did that come from? I think it was way deep. Just way deep. Raining. And then, I mean, we would be remiss if we didn't mention the big nuts play. I mean, just picking pockets in an and one to put us up 13 after Houston had made that run. Are you kidding me? And then I can't even imagine. I mean, I feel like this was something that I would potentially do, but watching him do it. And you can see him screaming. I mean, that's very evident. He's not making it, up. That what is he exactly said. what I mean, he said. He yeah. said it. And I'm not. I'm not a lip reader by any means. But can you just imagine doing that at a basketball game and then just screaming out, "I got big nuts"? No, not a chance. I just. I mean, he said it was like an out of body experience, and I believe him. But not only did he say that and do that, he then straight up told the nation. He didn't like, and I think that's the funniest part about it is like Penny and Katie and DeAndre are sitting by him and he gets asked the question. And I think they think a little bit too, like he's about to like not really tell them what he said. No, he just straight up said, I got big nuts and it's the truth. And so I told them like, I mean, dude, wasn't that's lying. Wild. he told us yeah, straight it's, up. It, it's just such a wild thing to say. Like I get yelling it out. Like in the middle of the basketball game, because you're kind of far away from people. Like, is the mic I mean, really going to pick it, it up? Though? Probably not. But I don't well, know. No. I mean, like, I, I get him being just pumped up, and you just say kind of crazy shit when you're pumped up. But like, yeah, imagine yelling out, "I got big nuts!" Do you, after making a play, do you like just the grab that he did? I've always been a fan of like the walk, like, <laughs> you know, like you're carrying him, like for major I, league. I wish he would if he'd have done that. I'd have lost my mind. Because it live in the in the moment, I didn't see him like actually hand gesturing anything. No. But if he had done that coming off that foul and just like 
walk to the free throw line like that, I'd probably I would be dead probably. Yeah, that was like the major league symbol where they're like running yeah. from base to I mean, base I, doing that. I would have choked from laughing so hard. All right, that'd have been great. That I think that'd have been top tier type stuff. But it's still great just to know that he said it. And even when he said it in like the press conference, like everybody's like giggling and laughing because oh, you know, they yeah. probably heard it and they were like, "Oh God, I can't believe he even just mentioned that." Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think there's no way that they thought that he was really about to tell them what he really said. But no, straight, raw and unfiltered, Alo. You got to love it. You got to love it from the fifth year senior. I, I mean, I'm just if he Alo, if you're listening, we know you are. When you do it, either Friday or Sunday. Just make sure you include the walk with it or throw maybe throw them over your shoulder, you know, like a, a satchel of Santa's pack. I don't know. Be a little more animated you know, with that. We, we've talked about how great Kendrick has been, how great DeAndre has been. Alex has been great. One person we haven't talked about, I think it's Chandler Lawson probably hasn't gotten enough recommendation, like recommend. Why can't I say the word? We, right I don't now? know. I'll write him a recommendation. Recognition. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Recognition, thank you. I kept saying recognition. I was like, that is not even a word. The recognition, going one from one from three, picking up four boards. It's just the little things that he does that it just helps the team. Like, I, there's so many times where he makes cuts where I'm just like, that's artist. Like that, that's art. Like you just made a yeah. perfect cut. But it's not even it's it's the cut and like I know exactly you're talking about the dunk yesterday. Like, mm-hmm. it's also DeAndre making the right play. The double team comes, he sees. Chandler cutting to the basket and hits him with a good, clean, crisp pass. Like, we are just playing the best basketball. I mean, arguably that we've played under Penny in all five years. And they've been playing some daggum good basketball around this time the last four years. I think, to be fair, you also have the two best players that have played under Penny. Yeah. Right. I mean, this entire week, you had the two best players on the floor in all three games. Yeah. And that was very evident. Um, so again, your first conference title. I mean, I could not be more look, like I'm not gonna lie, three weeks ago we were sitting here talking about how we were gonna be like fourth in the con- or just like, hey, can we are we gonna make sure we get a bye? Right? You yeah. lost a two lane at home, you'd lost to UCF. Um so for them to battle back, finish second, and then win the thing. I mean, road a warriors. A job road freaking warriors a heck of a job yeah uh, I, I think one thing that going back to just kind of you know we were kind of talking ourselves off the ledge like what's going on here we really about to finish fourth in the american like this is yeah. not ideal I, I think the one thing we didn't take in consideration is how much kendrick and deandre want this like it's something seemed to have clicked at some point because they have just turned it on and granted, you know, obviously it hurts losing Keontae. He's been incredible. But just trying to find that third guy, it's kind of toggled between a couple of different people. But Kendrick and DeAndre was like, we can really just run this as a two-man show if we need to, which is kind of wild to think about. But And which they did out, need man. to on Friday. Every game. If they ha- if they hadn't have done it Friday, we might not have we not, might not have been there Saturday. But no, you're right. Exactly. Like, and it felt like that in the first half. And I mean, some people are going to say like Sasser didn't play. There's an asterisk. Houston wasn't, I don't want to say going as hard, but to me, it definitely felt like at least in that first half and even times in the second, 
that we wanted it more. Like you could just see in the celebration, in the intensity that they were playing with, like, and then you see it after the game, like in the post-game celebration, right? Like Kendrick just pumped out of his mind, emotion, Penny with all his emotion, DeAndre with all, like, I mean, that's what Kendrick came here to do, right? He said Penny promised him coming here to win a championship and then them being able to do that and then still having more to play for. Like, they're accomplishing what they set out to accomplish as of now. Yeah, I I don't get it. The the asterisk thing is so dumb. Like, injuries are a part of the game. That doesn't mean that Roberts is going to stop playing. Walker's going to stop playing. Shed's going to stop playing. Um, What's the other dude's name? Uh, Marks isn't going to stop playing like Mark. Yeah. I think they have so many talented players. Like, yes, that is the most crucial piece to their team. It seems, I, I think people would argue that he, uh, he and Sheck go back and forth on who really is the best player. But yeah. uh, to me, I, I think that a lot of it runs through him and without Sasser, they're not as good. Sure. I, mean, I think if we're just being honest, but that's still a really good team. And you played them pretty close without your best player. So, right. I mean, there, it, it's, it's not just like a part you're of the playing, game. What are we talking about? It's not like you're playing just a top 100 team without their best guy. Like, they're the number one team in the country, right? Like, they've got other dudes. <laughs> so, sure, Sasser was out, but let's be honest. Like, a week ago, it was Shed that was tearing us up. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe that puts a little more pressure on him to be the primary ball handler. Or, he doesn't have Sasser there to kind of facilitate as well, but dude, like you said, no, we're not fully healthy either. We don't have Keontae. Alo's been out. Malcolm's been out. Yeah. Katie missed a game. A half a game. It's it's but, basketball. It yeah. is what it is. No asterisk. That's a real championship. You can I'll ask me. you this. Someone asked me this question. It was our friend Jacob. Would you rather win the conference tournament or be the regular season champion in the conference, conference tournament? More fun. I think it is more fun, but I, get, I toggle back and forth. I mean, you can't brag about the regular is, season. Yeah, like I get it, but it's not like celebrated in any way. Yeah, and yeah, it's over the course of the entire conference season, but I mean. You're going to that tournament to win the tournament, and we won the tournament. Sure, I said tournament as well. It's it's something that goes on your resume. No one's saying regular yeah, season I mean, that's champion a, 2023. That's a trophy know? and a ring. I mean, do you get a trophy for being the regular season champion? I wouldn't imagine why you would. I don't know why you would. I mean, I guess you get like a ring, maybe. Do I you? I, they probably will get one. I don't know if you do or not, but give me the trophy in the conference champion or conference tournament yes. championship all day. All day or day. There is nothing better than basketball in March. I mean, these are the best like three weeks right now of the year. Freaking two? cutting nets, dude. Oh, no. I thought you were saying two weeks. I was like, yeah, cutting anytime you can cut, which can we talk about that? Was that which is going to also fall into our next conversation around the seating? But you mentioned in cutting nets, how weird was it that they had like five minutes to celebrate and then had to rush into it? Like Coach Borman was on the radio this morning talking about it, and he essentially was like, We got off the platform, 
They walked us through a tunnel. We sat down. And as soon as we sat down, the selection show was starting. Like we hadn't, he had no time to like, he couldn't yeah. call his family, like nothing. They had no time to even like, he was like, we were fully expecting. And I don't, I mean, I knew it was probably going to be that close. Cause it always starts at five, but it's like, sure. He was basically saying like, I was, you know, for, it was his first time going through it as a coach. Like he'd played for Duke. So he'd been through it as a player, but he was like, we didn't get to go back to the locker room and have any sort of like post-game celebration or talk from coach. Like we get off the stage and then have to immediately go into this back room and watch it, like be filmed watching a TV or we're waiting to get selected. And then after a 30 minute show, then they go back out onto the court and then start cutting the nets. And it's like, that's so weird from American and just from a seating, like, it feels to me like the championship either needs to be bumped up earlier mm-hmm. or even put on Saturday. Like, just start the tournament a day earlier. Yeah. I mean, from a, from a seating perspective, mm-hmm. I don't feel like yesterday really did anything. And it should have. Well, yeah, I think they've said so so much that like basically if you are a conference champion it doesn't really matter it's not going to change much in most cases especially if you're an eight or a nine i think if anything this tells us that you know memphis was maybe on the verge of being a nine and by winning that tournament they were just an eight maybe right which to me i don't feel like we're an eight or a nine and Mm. i don't know how you feel i don't know if you i don't feel we were seated appropriately I think that you would have to take a lot in consideration looking at the other teams like um what did A and N did A and M end up getting? I don't know why that's I believe they're a, they're a seven. So they're higher than us and they are yeah twelve and seven in quads one and two. And Memphis is thirteen and seven. And you beat them. Yeah. I mean, see, I was I was fully expecting you win yesterday. You're a seven, and I could have seen an argument for potentially a six, especially given the fact that Kentucky's a six. They lost to Vanderbilt twice last week, and essentially did didn't matter. And what, like, how is that possible? Yeah, they are twelve and eight against one and two. So another uh, the that first you have and another, second quads, right? That you have a one more win in those quads then. But the other part of it yeah. is like after yesterday, we finished 19 at Kimpom. We finished 23 in the net. Like metric wise, we are not an eight seed. Yeah, that's really interesting. I, I was expecting other seven or not other seven, sevens to have like maybe one or two extra quad one wins. But yeah, to maybe be in terms of yeah. resume. Not really. And it's not, you know, I'm seeing higher seeds with, with worse records. Right. And it's, it's the, Oh, well they played in the sec and you know, wherever, but like we were four and one against the sec with your lone loss being at the top overall seed in the NCAA tournament by three points without a starter for the second half. Yeah. So it's just like, if we're not going to take into account the conference tournaments for seeding, per- I just don't, that just doesn't make sense to me, honestly. 
Like yeah, maybe they I'm factor in a little bit, but if you've got a team, I mean that the whole purpose of this is like teams getting hot in March and playing their best basketball. And we are obviously doing mm-hmm. that. And I just don't feel like we're appropriately rewarded for that. Like we've lost two games in the last month, both to Houston, one without Kendrick on the road and one as a buzzer beater. And then you beat them yesterday. So it's like, you got it back and you just don't really get anything from it. I don't know. Yeah, Northwestern was uh, 11 and 11 against one and two, the first two quads, essentially. And that's going seven and six against quad one and four and five against quad two. Here's the problem with a lot of this is I feel like if we look at it, and this is not, uh, not Mizzou, I was expecting to see a lot of the Big Ten schools on there, and they mm-hmm. all pretty much just cannibalized each other. So they all just have like these wild quad one, quad two opportunities where they're like all going I mean, 11 and 11 or something and like North, that. Northwestern is 42nd and, and the committee is supposed to be looking at these metrics. Like they, they have said that these are all available. They're all given to them. 42nd mm-hmm. in Kimpom and they're a seven seed. I don't yeah. know. I just felt like we would be a seven at worst, potentially a six, especially given seeing where some of these other teams ended up. The other thing, and we can—I mean, we'll—I get we are in it now, but uh, I don't feel like our matchup in the in the in, on the nine side is a nine, really. I mean, a thirty-one and three ball club—they're sitting at twenty-six. Mm-hmm. Then Ken Palm. I mean, I get it; they haven't played anybody yeah, right. I think I would say I think we know why they're a nine. You know, you don't want to—I I guess giving them a nine is kind of saying like, "Hey, you guys were good." But they go 31 and three. Um, but they played no one. They have a terrible strength of schedule. They did beat Florida, but then they get smoked by Ole Miss. Um, North Texas is probably their best game outside of that. And that's literally it. Like other than that, they they played teams that are roughly the same as Tulsa the, the rest yeah. of the time around. Yeah. So like, I mean it's so hard to reward them, but it's also like here's a nine. If you can beat Memphis, show that you you know belong. Well, here's a chance at Purdue. You know, you you kind of throw them a bone, but they're going to have to prove it to you. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you, their best wins metrically are UAB and North Texas. Both of which, I believe, is UAB in the NIT? Mm, I don't know. You can look it up. I haven't even looked at the, uh, the NIT, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, they are. I can tell you who's not in the NIT, and that's Tulane. Suckers. I've somehow I've picked up some just like animosity towards Tulane. Not really sure why. I mean, it's easy to do. I think it's because someone said that Tulane had overseeded Memphis as the uh, the better athletic com or the better athletic program, which is kind of. I mean. Say, but it's not true, but it felt like it a little bit when they beaten us and everything all the time. But we brought them back. We brought, I'm just, it felt like all the time you beat us in football and then twice in basketball. But now everything in the world is right. You're freaking tabula rasa, dude. We're back. You having an earthquake over there? What's going on? Uh, My, I have a touch screen. Your stuff is shaking all over the place. 
I know I'm scraping. People, DJ, oh, people are getting motion screen. sickness. You need to chill out. I didn't even think about the camera part. I was just trying to get whatever's on my screen off. Yeah, I mean, I didn't know me. what was going on. Um, all right. So, what are your uh, what are your initial thoughts on our uh, our draw over there in the east? I I'll say right off the bat, I'm just glad they didn't ship us out west. Yeah, I would agree with that. Because I feel like that happens more often than not. Yeah, I think it'd have been a terrible matchup. No one would I don't know, say no one would travel, but you get in those situations where they're throwing the game in Sacramento, and it's just kind of like, like yeah, with not a that few many days notice, unless you got yeah your own plane or a lot of money. Yeah, <laughs> all the to get all the planes sitting around. No, um, I, I think in, in terms of the East in general, like the East bracket, a lot of big to names. me, it's a pretty dang tough just from the name aspect of it all. I mean, Purdue, Memphis, Virginia, uh, Tennessee. Is this is this right? This is not right. What am I looking at? Why are you lying to me? No, Purdue, Memphis, Duke, Tennessee. CBS, you liar. Kentucky, Providence, Kansas State, Michigan State, USC, Marquette. Yeah, like what? Well, I mean, you got a lot of big names over there. Yeah. Now this makes more sense now. Yeah, and it's not even just like big names in terms of the schools, but like coaches that have been there. Like Matt Painter is good. Um, Musselman at Arkansas is good. Freaking Izzo. I mean, Izzo, like, do we need to talk about Izzo? I mean, how often is that dude going in there? Freaking Ed Cooley has Providence going to the tournament all the time, I feel like. Uh, Andy Ensfield is okay, but they have Boogie. So, like, maybe there's some type of revenge factor in that. And USC is going to go on a tear to somehow find a way to meet up with Memphis. I don't know. I'm talking crazy. What if they'd have done that, made us the seven and Michigan State the eight, and we would have been first-round matchup with Boogie? That would have been so sick. That would have been something. Um, you know what? I also don't. I don't like. I just them matching us up with Florida Atlantic, like two G five schools. We're going to be conference mates next year. Mm. Like, I just feel like they do that all the time, where they they match up G five schools against each other in the first rounds. Yeah, that that part's definitely not ideal in terms of looking for a better matchup, right? We, we've gone through this. If you're an FAU fan, you've watched. I guess Memphis is probably a pretty big name for FAU, you know, relatively, right? This is I mean, the, uh, the Montgomery Bowl all over again. <laughs> it is true. I didn't even think about that. But, like, for Memphis, playing FAU is not, like, you're not excited about that. It's not the same as as the idea of getting to play one of these Power Five conferences. Power Five, and that's not a phrase in basketball, but yeah, these bigger name conferences and these bigger name teams. It's just not the same draw. So I do wonder that Memphis kind of gets in their own head. Like, all right, we don't have to worry about these guys. They haven't played anybody. Like, their strength schedule is, I'm not is dog lie to water. You, to you, Timothy, I'm mean, kind of in that feel. I mean, I will say, I get it. When when FAU popped up, I mean, I I feel like we should win on Friday. No, they ain't played I nobody. They definitely have not played anybody. And if you look at their non-conference strength of schedule, I just had this pulled up. 
Florida Atlantic sitting at 248. Yeah, and we're what, like top 30? Much higher than that. <laughs> uh, 24th. Yes. Yeah, 24th. See, that's another reason I feel like we should have been higher seated. You're battle tested. That's the biggest thing that you can say about Memphis is like they've been there. They've done it. They faced Alabama. They faced Houston a handful of times You have now. played four games against number one seeds already this year. But I think the fallback to that is what do you have to show from that? You know, I, I think that's kind of if I can get in the mind of the bracketologist as to why Memphis is in a seven, it's probably that reason you, you like could pull away with one just to play devil's advocate. Right. So they're like, let's throw a fifth at them right away. First weekend, let's make them play a fifth one seed. Yeah. I think it's a show me game for both of them because it, it's kind of the same argument I made with FAU earlier. Like, yes, Memphis has been good. Yes. They have um, gone on these strong tears, but then they lose to temple. Or not Temple, Tulane. Yeah. And you're like, oh, okay, well, maybe they're not as good. Like, what, what's really going on there? And you're really just trying to find out who's real, who's not between FAU and Memphis. And, you know, we as Tiger fans, we just saw it. You had two guys out of the starting five just go bananas, and no one else could get it done. So it's like, okay, well, if FAU can neutralize these two, do they have a shot at beating Memphis? You know, there's a lot of questions that I think still need to be answered despite this incredible tournament run we just had. But I, I don't mind the matchup. I, I kind of get it and I like it. Bring on Purdue. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't mind it at all. I just. It's not a big name, right? So you're it's to me a little bit. I'm overlooking them. I'm mean, just to be honest. It's not with sexy. You. I'll give you it's that. Not it's sexy not sexy at all. Sexy. Uh, but I will say. To be an eight or nine. And if you were matched up with a one. We talked about it, I think, before, and Purdue and Edie and how you're going to handle them. But I think this is the best draw. I mean, you it, it's already getting a ton of picks nationally. I mean, yeah. left and right, I'm seeing people pick us, Sweet 16, Elite 8, Final 4. Evan Mayan is last official tournament projection simulation basically had this exact layout of us first FAU in the first round and then us first Purdue the second yeah. game and had us go into the final four. Yeah. I mean, I've already seen one from heat, uh, heat check B ball today that that's got us coming out of the East. And I'll tell you this, I saw today on DraftKings. right now we have the fourth highest percentage of bets placed on mm-hmm. us to come out of the East bracket. Now wow. it's only 5%, but it's the fourth best out of the 16 teams in that bracket. I'll tell you what, if you are a fan of Bart Viktorovic, um, he actually has a, something called tournament time and it's odd based. And Memphis has a 60% chance to reach the round of 32. And then he puts it at a 24% chance to reach the round of 16, which for what it's worth, I'll take yeah, it. I think a Give 24% me a one in four, is, one in four yeah, shot. Yeah, it's essentially what you're getting is, is, a, is a one in four shot. Yeah, I will take it. Um, all right. So Friday, game one. What is it? Eight twenty Central. They're they're Eastern, so it's nine twenty mm-hmm. Arena time against the Owls from Boca Raton. 
31 and three on the year. They are your uh, conference USA champs, both regular season and tournament uh, under the direction of Dusty May. Initially, like I said, I'm not terribly worried. They do shoot the ball well from three. Um, they match up metrically with us pretty evenly. Like I said, they're 26th in Kempom, 36th defensively, 32nd offensively. Uh, and Kempom right now has got it at a one-point Tiger victory. The line wow. when I saw it open was at like three or three and a half. I think it is now yeah. down to two maybe. Um, so it, people are thinking it'll be a good game. They shoot the ball well. Yeah. They are 30th in the country in three-point percentage at 37.2%, and they are 32nd in the country at two-point percentage at 54.3. Now, the caveat to that is, and it doesn't feel like this. I know our buddy Charlie would not think that this was accurate, we are 28th in the country in three-point defense, holding opponents to 30.8%. And at times, it does not feel like that is true. And I'd say that feels really low. It feels like there are some wide-open threes at times that the people are just raining in on us. But I guess we – we I don't know. We're just thinking of the bad, not thinking of all the clanks that have been. So it'll be interesting to see – I mean, obviously, if anybody gets hot from three, anybody can beat anybody. Sure. So yeah, I, I think I think especially that's... in this case, I mean, you can't be leaving dudes open in the corner. Got to be closing out, and you got to get rebounds. Like if they get hot from three, then there's no telling what's going to happen. Yeah, that's actually the first thing I noticed when looking at this team. I was like, wow, they have a couple of dudes that. Put up pretty good shots. I mean, you're talking five attempts a game, five attempts a game, four attempts a game, three attempts a game. Yeah. Three I mean, are, three attempts a game. I mean, they're, they're letting all that thing at, fly. The lowest one is at 35%. The next guy, 37, 41, yeah. 39, 39. Like all these guys are letting it fly, but they also have a seven footer. And you're like, okay, how does that factor into it? It turns out he's a seven footer who doesn't rebound and he only plays 20 minutes a game. So, it's like, okay, well, this seems like it may be in our favor in this instance. Yeah, and that's a nice little uh, little preview for, I mean, obviously, NED, you're talking about a National Player of the Year candidate, but just from a true size yes. perspective, like, it'll at yeah. least give you the feeling that you're going to see potentially on Sunday. Uh, but no, yeah, John L. Davis, 6'4 guard, shooting 40% from three. Elijah Martin, 6'2", 37.7. Those are their two leading uh, guard contributors, at least. Um, so, you're, I mean, you're going to have to defend the three, run them off the line, uh, and rebound the basketball. Keep Golden, that 7-1 center, when he is in the game. And even though T just told you he doesn't rebound the ball, great. But, I mean, you got to keep him off the glass. If there was anything yesterday that needed an improvement, it was it was keeping Houston off the offensive glass. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, that's a tip of the whole year, right? We, we've talked about rebound, rebound, rebound. And you don't even have to win the rebound battle. You just can't let it be so lopsided 
that it's obviously what's going wrong with the game, right? Yeah. I mean, Houston had 22 offensive rebounds yesterday. You can't you can't let that happen in the tournament. Uh fun fact, Florida Atlantic is 126 in tempo. I don't know how much tempo really matters in the grand scheme of things because I say they're 126, whereas um Memphis is I don't think we're as high as it feels like we are at times. No, we're at 17th at 71. Oh, we are. Okay. But we're we're talking about an extra like six to seven possessions, uh, possessions a game. Like I mean, the, that the rating up, looks wild. Yeah. Yeah, 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 it definitely adds up. But we do play fast and we do often push the ball. And that's kind of why we were kind of working Houston in the first half of that game was just pace, pace, yeah, pace. You pace, just pace. don't let them get set up defensively and it plays to your advantage, right? Like as long as you're making shots. If you're not, it can turn pretty ugly. Yeah, I would expect this game to be very similar. Push the pace. Just let your guys go to work. I I like the matchup of DeAndre not being the five. Kind of let him mark up against uh, their smaller guy and just let him work, right? Yeah. As, as long as you can rotate Chandler. Put, and Put Chandler uh, on Golden. Maybe throw KO in there just for a different look. Yeah. I mean, I think you're going to have to do that Sunday against ED anyway. Like, you might but as well. Same game plan. Yeah, same game plan. I just, I don't know. We'll see, right? They they are a great three point shooting team. It, it stands firm with if you look at all their stats. It just look they are a three point shooting team. There's no way you can you know deny that. I'd have yeah. to go back and look how we compare against a lot of those powerhouse three point shooting teams. Alabama comes to mind, and we did pretty dang well against them. So I don't know. I, I feel good about it, honestly. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel pretty good, too. I, I, the other thing, and people talk about this all the time, is like guard play in March mm-hmm. is what's most important. And not just guard play, it's usually veteran guard play. And arguably, we have two of the best veteran guards in the country, right? Like, maybe not ALO offensively. I mean, he's been playing decent offensively, but just from a leadership hustle, winning plays, like you saw it yesterday, prime example, Houston coming back, he gets the pickpocket and the layup and one. Like it's stuff like that. And FAUs, they've got some good guards and they've been playing well together. They're smart, uh, but they're young. Not even just that they're young, they're also not very big. We're talking about yeah, we hadn't even touched six on four that. Davis, Elijah Martin, six two. Obviously, Golden is a seven footer. Um, Nick Boyd, six three. I mean Decent size, yeah. But Greenlee's six foot, like, four is six one. Yeah, I mean they're not towering over anything, anybody. Yeah, you're just telling me that Alo and this person are more eye to eye, and I'm going to take the man who locks people down for a living. Yeah, and then, I mean, Cat six six. Yep. Jaden's a body like that. We have big, yeah. big body. Even Demari is a really bigger, these guys. stronger guard. Right? He's jacked. Like, I think you match up very well fit from a physicality standpoint, right? And you just. That's the other thing is like if you play them as physical as you would play like a Houston, are they going to be able to handle that? Right. And I yeah. I would tell you no, honestly. Hmm. They don't foul a lot. That's actually something I'm I'm curious to see how that's going to work. But they out. also <laughs> they also hadn't tried to guard Kendrick Davis in the open court. So we'll see. Good luck. He had a couple of switches of that golden dude, seven one, trying to guard Katie. Somebody's going to foul somebody. Yeah. Or be put on skates, one or the other. 
Uh, all right, Teach, what are you feeling on uh, on Friday? You think they're able to pull it out? Yeah, I think Tigers win this one. I don't think it's going to be any type of blowout. Like, I don't think it's going to be the forty burger from from two lane. Oh, by no. I mean, means. I would love that, but yeah, I don't. I don't think you're getting a 40, 40 burger dub in the tourney. No, I. For me, it's the it's the Kendrick. I don't think anyone on FAU can stop Kendrick. I he is the best guard in this conference. He is or DeAndre argue, for that matter. I mean, who's guarding yeah. DeAndre? I you know they talked about this on on the bluff of like who is a better duo um, in the American than DeAndre and Kendrick, and I don't think they are matched by anyone as good as Shed and uh, Sasser can be, or even the other Walker. I don't know who you want to add in there. I don't think anyone matches up with them comparatively. That runs true with FAU. I don't think anyone can hang with them. I just think they're the best two players that. Uh, they will be the I best. I think they'd be the best two players. Yeah, I think they'll be the best two players on the court if we make it to Purdue as well. In terms of a combo, like Edie is great. Right. Don't get me wrong, yeah. but who is their second best player? Like, if you were to I don't score, know. Them I don't know that they manner, know. Yeah, yeah. All right. No, I agree with you. I think we uh, we pull out and dub Friday. It may end up like we said. FAU could get hot from three. Could be one of those things where you get up 10, 12, and then they make some threes late mm-hmm. to cut it closer. But um I think ultimately we end up with the dub. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the two. I think the Tigers cover if it is at two. Even if at three, I'm probably taking it. I think, I think it's like up five. to six. Oh, it's up already? No, no, no. I, I would take it up. Oh, to you six. would take it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's what I, I was gonna say. I feel like it's a six, seven ish range, eight, maybe you get out of there. Um, I think you just overwhelm them with your physicality, senior leadership, DeAndre. Like, yeah, the maturity. Yeah, speed them up, turn them over, and you come out of there with a the dub. So they pull that out unless lightning strikes twice because it's only struck once in this scenario. You should be facing a Purdue team. On Sunday, I would say probably afternoon or evening. I think that's a matchup yeah. a lot of people would want to see is Memphis Purdue. Um, at least from a national perspective, a lot of people have already talked about sort of that matchup and Purdue being one of the like the number one seed that's probably most at risk of losing in the first round. Um, we talked about like. Outside of Edie, I don't know that they really know who they have. They have a couple freshman guards who have been playing well for freshmen, especially freshmen that weren't really like highly touted. But recently down the stretch, I mean, going into the Big Ten Conference, they'd lost four out of their last eight in the Big Ten. Lost Indiana twice, Northwestern, and Maryland. Yeah. Um, and have struggled. Their, their guards have struggled with pressure. I don't know if you watched any or saw any of the Penn State game. Sunday, they were up like 17 with six minutes left, and Penn State turned up the pressure. They squeaked out of there with a two-point win. Yeah. And that's just, I mean, it goes back to what we talked about earlier. Like, we've got the senior guards, the veteran guards, fifth-year guys going up against some freshman guards. If you can pick the pace up, and I think, TJ, you even tweeted about it. Like, you went back and looked at some. If you can pick the pace up for Purdue – make it you run the floor you kind of take him out of his comfort zone yeah 
I mean, you're not going to neutralize the guy, right? I mean, he's right. He's going to get player of the year. Like he's, he's going to get his. What are you talking it's, about? If there was, you can't do it in Tennessee because they don't let you bet on collegiate individuals like performance. But if there was a double double bet for E, it's probably like minus five hundred because he's yeah, it's getting like a double Joker double stats. Yeah, like it's happening. He's going to get double-digit boards. He's going to score his points. But as long as the guards aren't knocking down shots, you can turn them over, and nobody else on that team's beating you. Like, I mean, we I, I think Purdue would agree with it. Like, they don't really know who their second guy is, like you said earlier. Yeah, they got Edie. He's mm-hmm. great national candidate for player of the year. But who's going to step up to help him out? Part of me really wants us to be like, 08 versus Michigan State. Like, you just go in there and just stomp somebody that you Everybody's were not supposed about freaking, to stomp. Talking about freaking Drew Neitzel is going to light up Derrick Rose, and then we just go yeah. in there and freaking DeAndre's got six blocks against DD. KO's <laughs> dunking on his head. Comes yeah, on, like, he only has like 10 and six. Yeah, like Neitzel and, and and Kalen Lucas, these dudes are supposed to be just be incredible. And then you who's go in freaking, and just shut uh, them down. And it's like who's a freaking Texas happened? guard? TJ Ford, is that who it was? No, it was uh DJ Augustine. DJ Augustine. Why am I thinking? I'm pretty DJ sure it was DJ Augustine. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm right. that would TJ Ford is way older. Gosh, that would I don't, be beautiful. I don't, I don't think it'll be like that. That that was ridiculous. I don't either. That's kind of like... A, I mean, I, I think... I talked about it earlier. I truly can see Kendrick having a Kimba Walker-esque tournament. Sure. I mean, we've talked about it already. He thrives in the spotlight. There is no bigger spotlight in collegiate basketball than the NCAA, the NCAA tournament. March Madness... I mean, you think about all the great guards that have just had massive tournaments over the year. Yeah. I like, yeah. I just, it's going to happen. I'm trying to think like who in the Big Ten compares to Kendrick at the point guard position. Like, he's I don't just know that so anybody fast. compares I, to Kendrick. Kendrick Davis with the basketball, I don't, it's unreal. The things that he does and how quick he is and shifty, like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know who to compare him to. There's yeah. not. He's he is he's Kendrick Davis, the one and only, the true king yeah. of Memphis. Sorry, Joe. I just don't know if he's if if anyone on Purdue has played someone as electric and as fast as Kendrick. And I don't want to put it all on Kendrick because I think DeAndre is incredible. Like, if I could go back and say, rank anyone from Penny's tenure, I'm going to put Kendrick at one and probably DeAndre at two over James, over Precious, over not Kevon? Jeremiah. Shut the fuck. Misunderstood the question. What? I'm just, uh, I mean, I misunderstood you might the question. Throw Davenport in there. All right. I'm putting them as the best two players he's ever coached. And that's not to say the other guys couldn't have been better in their fifth years, but like these dudes are unbelievable. And I don't think we give them enough credit. The question is, can the supporting cast be anything of note, right? 
you can't you can't go against Purdue and get into a situation where it's two 30 point guys and then your next guy has three or four points. Like it's, yeah. you can't have that. Like as much as we kind of crap on Big Ten basketball, Purdue is battle tested. I Penn State's good, Ohio State's good, Indiana is good. Like there's so many Michigan's good. Like we can keep doing this. Like they're are good. they they're good? Not great, but they're are we they're just good, saying they're great. good because they all beat each other? I mean, that's all like we just said it. They lost four of their last eight and they had. Yes, they won the Big Ten Conference Tournament, but they beat Rutgers in the first game. Who's been so up and down all year. Yeah, that's right. Who lost. Six of their last eight. Rutgers did before the Big Ten. Then they played Ohio State in the semifinals who had already played three games before that day. I mean, those dudes started on Wednesday playing Purdue on Saturday. Who's only played one game and they were without their leading scorer. And then played Penn state Sunday and almost blew a 17 point lead in the final six minutes. I'm just not, they're, they're so good. It, yeah. They're, they're so good. good. They're a one seed. They got arguably the best player in college basketball on Zach E, but I'm not scared of them. You know what they shoot from three? They're 255th in the country from three. Was that 32, like 34%? 30, 32.6%. Yeah. It, that's not their game, though. It, it's set up ED and let him eat down low. Yeah, I'm we're sure not going we're not gonna to let top. them set up. We're going to speed. We're going to put them in a blender, and if it's one through 10, we're hammering that 10 button. They're going to be sped up so quick. Me turning that rock over. Alo's picking pockets left and right. You're not your little freshman guards stand no chance against two fifth year seniors. Are you kidding me? I'm fired up. We are going to New York and Madison Square Garden. And I don't care if it's Duke or if it's Tennessee. That's a bucket list item for Trey Lastly is watching his tigs in Madison Square Garden. And you better believe I'm going to be there. Natalie's already altered her work schedule so that we can be there. Okay. It's not bad. I'm going to Madison Square Garden. And so are the Tigers. And we've touched on it a thousand times. Like, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that Memphis is going to beat Purdue for sure. Like, in the question of who has the best player on the court, like, it's hard for me to say, but he's probably the better player. I mean, but he's, he's literally got the best for... duo on the court. One, yes, two, punch. That... That is the the second question, but you then okay, who has the best three players? Who has the best four? Who has the best five? You keep trickling this down, kind of thing. And I, I would not put money on the Tigers beating Purdue, but I definitely see a very viable process for them to go in and just—I don't want to say smoke Purdue, but definitely beat them. You know, a situation where they're up pretty pretty good at halftime, as long as they're making their shots. And obviously, a second half debacle is going to always happen. And then the Tigers still win by eight or nine points against the one seed Purdue, which is bananas to say. But I would love it. I think it's probably a close loss for Memphis if we just had to mm-hmm. guess. I mean, just, I mean, what are we talking about? It's a, a, a 75% chance for Purdue to win. I don't right? know. You didn't give me all that percent chance crap. You play the game. Once that ball's thrown in the air, those percentages don't matter. 
I just don't want to sound like a homer and get on here and say seventy five percent chance isn't uh, accounting for KD Kemba takeover. I'm gonna stop calling him Kemba because it's just gonna be a Kendrick takeover. That's what everybody's gonna refer to. Well, we can uh, presumably talk about it when it's like Duke Tennessee. I can't wait until next Monday night when we are recording. And I'm 48 hours away from leaving for NYC. That'd be pretty wild. I'm I will say lie. this. I am nervous with the amount of people in the national media and just around the country that like us. Because yeah. I feel like whenever that happens and you're like a hot pickup set, it doesn't happen. It's like always the one that people are not expecting. Well, I think that we're not talking to- about. We are very senior veteran laden team, and you're going against. Uh, I know, but it does that, that aren't. So, like, I, I get why they're doing it. It makes perfect, like, on paper, Memphis makes so much sense to be in the Sweet 16. It does. In the bracket, we're we've in. talked about it. It's what everybody, everybody always talks about guard play in March, yep. senior team. Penny built this team for this, he knew what it was. What it took, especially after playing Gonzaga last year, I just feel like the pieces are there, but it worries me that everybody is loving us right now. Makes me think it's not going to happen. But I still believe. Mm-hmm. Um, TJ, have you filled out a bracket yet? No, I'll probably I do it. I haven't either. Tomorrow, if I have time, I don't. I, I'm we talked weird, about this dude. before we started. You don't. You can't fill out a bracket before the play-in games because then ultimately they don't matter. They don't even count in any of the pools. So you're just you're just giving yourself the opportunity to lose two games, three games, whatever. How many is it? Yeah, four, four plans for no reason. Yeah, I'm gonna wait until that's in there. Also, I have to find consistency because I'm trying to put together like an algorithm, as nerdy as that sounds. But I'm trying to put something together and I got to find consistent data. Like the teams aren't in alphabetical order on Kimpom as they are somewhere else. And it's really messing some stuff up, mm. really mucking my pile. I don't like it, but what are you going to do? That's tough. Um, yeah, I haven't filled one out yet either. I was going to ask you who your final four was. Um if I'm going to just make something up off the top about, of my head, I'm about to make I'm about to make it up off the top of my head. I can look at it. I'm going to put Alabama. I think Alabama is ridiculous. They've got arguably the best player in college Bears. basketball. But see, that's what I'm saying. Uh, that's where it's like, oh yeah, we're talking about how good Alabama is. Memphis is going to be the eighth that beats the one, and then it's watch. It's going to be like, you know, Alabama comes out of the first round and then loses to West Virginia, or first game and then loses to West Virginia. I guess what I'm talking about. Yeah, I just think you get into a a situation where we're going to get like, and I'm just making this up. Like, I think Houston, depending on Sasser's health, could. I don't make it all the way there. I don't think they're. I I don't know who's going to beat them. Uh, I think Texas A&M is better than a seven seed. Um, I just don't see who stands in their way. Like Texas has looked pretty good. Uh, I'll I'll just make it up and um. Not gonna dive too deep. I will say Houston, UConn. I really like UConn. Wow. Houston, UConn, 
Uh, our bracket's so dang tough, dude. Um, yeah, I don't. The hot, you know, the hot pick in our bracket is what's Duke. That? Everybody's all over Duke. They've they've played well lately. I'll give them I mean, that. And I mean, they are playing well. John Shire's been under Coach K as a player and then as a coach for almost ten yeah. years coaching. So like, well, who who better to sponge under than Coach K, right? And you know they put it together kind of late. It's not the same Duke as we've always known, but like they're still good. Um, I'm not going to take Duke. It pains me to say, Ed. Not true. I don't think Marquette can do it either. It's the thing is, once you get by Purdue, it's a total freaking toss up in our bracket. I will say, I don't want to say all ones. Alabama, Houston, UConn. And honestly, <laughs> Part of me wants to say whoever wins between Purdue and Memphis. It might not be a bad pick, Teach. I'll say Purdue just oh. to play the numbers. Just to play the numbers. So Gosh, Purdue. You set it up. UConn, I thought he was going to do it. Purdue, UConn, Houston, Alabama. Yeah, I'm going. I don't think Houston, because I really don't know how healthy Sasser is. And if he's not healthy, I could see, I could see them losing to Iowa or Auburn. So I'm going to go Texas from the Midwest. I'm going Kansas from the West. So there's a one and two. I do think Bama is good. I think they get there. And then I'm going us from our bracket. I'm taking it all the way. I want it. And it, like, it sucks because you don't want to sound like a homer, but like if you I know. look at I mean, like, I don't. It, when I pick my can, real bracket, I'm probably there. not. I'm probably I'll have to sit down and look at it, but so Bama, us, Duke in reality for our bracket. Texas and Kansas. So who'd you say? Let me write it down. Now I'm second guessing. I said Alabama, <laughs> us, Kansas, and Texas. It's my final four. Right. For right now, but if you're a listener and you're not an insider yet, go to bluffcitymedia.co. Subscribe. When you do, use promo code TJ and Trey for ten percent off your subscription. You get all sorts of uh, merch, insider content. Uh, we are doing a bracket challenge that's only eligible for insiders. I think we're giving away like five hundred dollars and some merch and stuff for the winner. Yeah, that's, that's a lot. Uh, staff is eligible, so TJ and I will be in there. I'm not going to promise you that my final four in my bracket challenge is going to be the same that I just said uh, because I have been known to enter multiple pools with multiple different brackets. That's the problem is I have like a heart bracket, one that I'm just like shooting from the shot. I'm like, that's who I want to win. Like freaking uh, – let me pick a random one here. Like obviously College just, of Charleston or Colgate. Like I don't think Colgate's gonna beat Texas, but I Charleston think Colgate's could, good enough. Charleston gets sweet sixteen. Yeah, Charleston gets sweet sixteen. And like that's how I want to win, right? It's not that I think that College of Charleston is this unbelievable basketball team. I just look at it and say, okay, San Diego State's not that good. 
Uh, Maryland, West Virginia is a toss-up. I mean, West Virginia is kind of lightning in a bottle. Maryland was really good in the Big Ten this year, but, like, no promises. And then I have a bracket where I put together some wild metrics that don't make any dang sense, and I follow what that one does no matter what. It could be a situation where Northern, Northern Kentucky is beating Houston game one. What are you going to do? You follow the numbers, be, Trey. That would be wild. That would be awful uh, for Houston, but I don't care. All right. Well, we will see where we're at Monday. The stashes could be gone come Monday. I don't know. But for now, yeah, I guess they kind of have to. I have gotten some compliments. I've had a couple of people tell me to keep it. We were at the Grizz game and like we were leaving, and my wife was like, I cannot believe it. I just went the entire basketball game with you wearing that. Oh, I forget. She didn't think anything of it. I forget yeah, I don't that it, remember I, it's there. Yeah. I mean, I we had to go into work in the office last week and nobody said anything until I said something. It's like you guys haven't said anything. And they're like, oh yeah, we just thought you were just mustaching. Swearing a mustache, does. Yeah, I don't know. Uh all right, teach shout out to the women. They're hosting and in the women's NIT. They're hosting Jackson State Thursday at El Marone, 7 p.m. Uh, the first time they've been in the NIT in like, was it 10 years or something? Something like that, yeah. 20, 20 win season. Um, thought they had a shot at getting in the NCAA after South Florida got knocked off in the AAC tournament, but fell just short against East Carolina. They went like one of 24 or something from three. I don't even know that, they made one. They did. They made one at the end of the, the East Carolina game, but did they? Just got cold at the wrong time, right? Yeah, Shots I turned that one falling. off. It was brutal. Shots aren't falling, and you're playing in a tournament. It's going to be tough to advance. So, But shout-out to them. If you if you haven't checked them out, try to get it out to Elmerone. And then, uh, Teej, we got spring football starting on Sunday. I know we are in the midst of March Madness, but football season, at least for the spring, is heating up. It's real close. Yeah, I mean, there's so many position battles. I, I can't wait oh, yeah. to see. Looking but forward we're not going to talk on that just yet. We'll wait until spring practice comes around. Got to save it. All right, Teach. Let's bring it on home with this bring it on home. Bring it on home with bring it on home. It's pretty good. I'm not going to lie. It's a, a big beer. I'm going to take my background off so I can actually display the can correctly. I was real confused when your wife showed up. She's like, your beer's in the fridge. I was like, it is in the fridge, but why are you telling me this? Yeah. And she's like, oh, Trey had me bring a beer. They wouldn't let me buy singles of this, so I had to buy a four-pack, which is oh, really? not a problem. I've got two left, and I will drink them. This was good. Yeah, I would definitely drink these again. I mean, a, a Hell's Lager, isn't that what these are? Yes. Um, I like the can, to be honest with you. You got the record. I don't know if you see that. Do you see it? And do you know why that's there? I looked this up earlier. I don't. Tell me. So it had, no, let's see. Let me, hold on. Let me make sure I'm getting this right. Dude. All right. Well, Trey's playing around over here. I'm going to talk about the can. It get, you can see the the bridge, right? I, mean, you I know. That's what, I love it because it is, it's legit like, Riverside, they are walking down Riverside. Yeah, they're walking down Riverside is what you see there. Like you can tell that that's the Memphis, Memphis skyline. 
Yeah, you got the Raymond James building. Shout out to anyone uh, that so it is Raymond Bring It On Williams. Home. It's Bring It Home based on Bring It On Home from Carla Thompson and Otis Redding. The song okay. originally written in 1962 by Sam Cooke became a pop standard and covered by numerous artists across genres and is in is one of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame's 500 songs that shaped rock and roll. So, I will say I don't know if I understand the red, all the red on red on red. Yeah, I don't know what that's business. about either. It's all red tinted. This is all like the streets. Yeah, she's a she's a redhead. And, she's wearing a red dress. Yeah. Her nails are red. I don't know. It's like one of those. Did you ever have uh we were in like middle school or high school, that camera that did that filter where it would like filter out all the colors but one? No. I don't even know what you're talking about. This also kind of looks, uh, it's like comic booky, you know? I definitely get comic book vibes to it. I don't love the can. I'm going to be honest. Um, I'm going to give it like a 6-4. I do like the Riverside Drive thing, but that's really just about it for me. Like, yeah, knowing that the record makes sense now. Yeah. But I don't like the red. I don't like the fat logo. You can't see a dang thing, dude. Yeah, that bring it on home. I don't know. I don't like that part too much. That does uh, so feel give a little it a big. Six four on the can. It feels a little big. I like the skyline that you can tell it's Memphis. I like the comic booky feel. The bring it home is a little big. I like incorporating the record here because of uh, Otis and Carla Thompson. I like that she's grabbing his hand and leading him home. Huh? I'm gonna go. I also, you know what I also low-key like is the gold top. Can you see that? Oh, yeah. I didn't think you can is silver, that. but the top is gold. I like that. It's interesting. I'm going to go 7-6 go on this can. I like this can. Okay. It's a good can. What about the beer? I like the beer. I thought it was real good. It's I think it's great. It. It's much lighter. I don't know why I didn't. Re- I mean, I knew it was going to be light. But it's just like. It does say crisp and gold on it. I know, but it just had it like. I don't want to. I don't want to say like it's. It was like drinking. It wasn't drinking a beer because that makes it sound bad in a sense. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't. It was probably just like drinking a beer. I don't know. I guess because we've been just doing so many heavy IPAs and stuff. Yeah, I get you. No, it, it's light. It's um, it's, it's easy crisp. to drink. You could you you could definitely drink a couple of them. I really like it. There's a lot of there's enough flavor in it where it's not like um it's not overwhelming. Yeah, it's, it's like not just there's enough. not like too much going on. Yeah. I'm gonna give it a seven nine. It I really is, like it. But there's a little malt on the back end. There it's is kind of I mean that's me a little bit of water. That, it's that German hop. But it is it is very, very smooth. And they they've got it written here as a pale golden. And that pale feel that's in the very accurate description for me. Yeah. It's just like that What's light. Your score? Um, this was good. I've got two more in the fridge and I definitely will drink those. Okay. Like I mean, not I'm not saying right now, I'm just saying like Friday night FAU, I might be bringing it home. Bring home a championship. Um, this was good. TJ, I'm gonna go eight two on this. Eight two, okay. Gonna be honest, it's one of our 
Probably one of our higher beers. Wow. A Tide Wiseacre Tiny Bomb. I mean, this it's a good one. It is a good beer. Shout out to Soul and Spirits because uh, we kind of said this earlier. They are a new brewery. Yeah, first time probably on the show. Probably haven't heard of. So shout out to you guys. They got a cool little logo with the kings and queens in there. I that? do like that logo. I was trying to make sense of it, and I was like, it's this kind of like reminds me of the LeBron logo. It does look a little bit. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I can a see that. crown and a unicorn. That's the vibes I get when I look at that. Yeah. All right. That's the beer, man. What I missed your rating. What'd you rate the beer? Um, now you're gonna make me forget. Let me pull back up. Sorry. I think I said a seven nine. I just don't want to lie to you. Let me pull it up just to confirm. Uh yes. I said a seven nine. I like it. I, I mean it's definitely good. You know how I am about wow. that. Wow. Did you flavor. see this, TJ? You're not gonna make me change my score. They have a QR code on it. it. Says scan for music inspiration and food pairings. All right, maybe that will make me change my score. I'll, I'll take it up to a six six because I think that is kind of cool. After telling you that you wouldn't make me change my score, you scan it. Yeah, it just took me to the the uh, Soul and Spirits page. Wait, really? Yeah. All right. But now it's got a four. spot that says Tap Room Tunes, and they've got their own playlist on Spotify that matches. All right, it's we, back to a 6-6. Six, six. We should. Here we go. Here is Bring It On Home, for those of you that haven't heard it. It's not called Bring It Oh, you mean the song, Bring It On Home. This shaped rock and roll, TJ. Wow, you know what I just wrong. You know what I just realized? I think all of their beers are after because they've they've got when I was buying this, I noticed they have a Hoochie Coochie. And on their playlist is I'm your Hoochie Coochie by Muddy Waters. I think all of their beers line up with old rock and roll songs. What about that Spanish Harlem one? Harlem, whatever it's called. There is a yep, Aretha Franklin, Spanish Harlem. Every okay, that's kind of what I. What's the name of the beer though? That's not the name of the beer, is it? Oh yeah, it is. Uh, I think yeah. it actually is. Yeah. Okay. That's the one John was talking about, right? No, that's the one I said. Oh. No, we're talking about. Wow. That, okay. Man. Soul and spirits. Shout out to you guys. All right, Teach. I hope to see you Monday with a plane ticket to the Big Apple booked. Come to the cold beer ship and hot takes. Peace. If you enjoyed this episode of Tigers Untapped, please leave a like and a comment wherever you download your podcasts. Head over to bluffcitynil.com for comprehensive coverage of Memphis Tiger athletics. We will see you back here next week.